Small businesses are the backbone of America, and they help keep the Texas spirit alive. But did you know as many as 50% will close their doors forever after just five years? Well, we're here to change that. This is the beef. This is the beef. We know how tough it is to be an entrepreneur today. That's why we're giving small business owners a platform to share their stories. You'll hear it all. The highs and the lows, the good and the bad, and everything in between. This is the Beef Podcast, presented by Beefy Marketing in partnership with Community Bank of Texas, an FDIC member and equal housing lender. Oh, yeah, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of The Beef with your host, John Kelly, a.k.a. John the Marketer on Instagram. I've got in the studio with me today, Ben Jackson with More Than Magic. Ben, thank you for being here. Big John, it's it's a pleasure to be here. (laughs) Man, I'm telling you 100% every single time. All I say every time we start off the podcast is I'm so excited for this podcast, but let me tell you why. Listeners, I'm excited for this podcast because we got a little private magic show before everything happened, man. Ben came in here. We busted out some cameras. We'll have some awesome material for you. It's going to hit all of our social media channels. We're going to have it on TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, all of that stuff getting ready prior to this episode actually airing. You're going to love it. Even after we air this episode, you're going to see all of that stuff hitting our channels We were so excited to have that little magic show happen. Of course, we've cheated and we've seen you in action before. Awesome show, uh, really awesome commentary with it. And then, man, we just can't thank you enough for that private little show we got back there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, like I told you before we start the podcast, we like to start off with a little icebreaker question. So what I want to know is, going back into this pandemic, Mm. working virtually, for a lot of us, it was easy because we can just do some of our work from home. But as a magician, what did you face during that period of time? I could elaborate for a long time about this, but I think certainly the uncertainty as to how long people weren't planning on gathering in person. And so you have to adapt to where people's needs are. And you know what I determined was that People still need, companies still need a chance to connect with their people, still need to build company culture, team building still needs to happen even more so during this time of disconnect. Uh, and also people still need to feel like, hey, we're, we're, we're appreciative of our clients who have stood with us. And so if they can't meet in person, what can you do? It was certainly, gosh, just like everybody, everybody it was the wild pivot. It was the wild west. How do you bring your products and services into a virtual platform. So going from, hey, no knowledge, no, there's no no streaming show prior to this streaming magic program, but also, you know, learning about just the technological know-how to get that off the ground, to invest in quality camera work and quality lighting and audio. And then also knowing that magic is best experienced live. There's no doubt about it. But knowing that Well, we can devise programs where people can appreciate magic and give people a front row experience of sleight of hand because I can use overhead cameras. I can also bring people into the quote unquote virtual studio space by having them think of things or make decisions and have that real time one-on-one meaningful connections with people. And I could see their expression. They can see mine. And then also trying to create magic that happens in their own hands at their own offices You know, it's certainly, I think, some of the most creative people, not that I include myself in this, I won't really say I'm a super creative person, but magicians are always really at the forefront of of thinking and some of really brilliant new innovations and new ideas and how do we make magic moments happen to uh, people, that people get to experience across the world came out of that COVID timeframe of adapting to, to virtual stuff. So, you know, it's it's not completely gone away. I mean, I think that virtual is is here to stay in some regard, especially for groups that have different team members who are different parts of the world and they still need to get together and still they still want to have facilitate a good meeting or they want to have a little reward for their hard work or you know that would still be a part of the uh I think the environment of of when people gather. So, 
it's not going away just yet, but it certainly was a lot of work to to get there to put on a competent program. I mean, my, my wife and I essentially converted one of our guest bedrooms of our house into this uh, television broadcast studio, you know, so, but it's been good. It's been very good. It sounds exciting. I'll tell you, for me, not a whole lot changed. I was uh, during the height of the pandemic when we had the actual shutdowns. I was working on a fire truck full time and that's all I did. So nothing changed. I still went to work for my 48 hour shift, still was around other people, you know, so I was kind of sheltered from exactly what that shutdown was like, which is probably a good thing. But being that essential worker, man, it was just right back into it. But before we hop into the show, I do have to take a second, like I do every show to stop and talk about our partner in this podcast. It's our awesome sponsor that supports us tremendously. That's Community Bank of Texas. They know that especially now the experience and availability of a banking partner is crucial and they're here to help your business. The bankers, they've been working diligently to give clients the support they need during these challenging economic times. And as a business owner, there's a lot of things that keep us up at night but the bank should not be one of them. With Community Bank of Texas, you have the freedom to focus on your business commitments instead of worrying about the commitment of your banker. Community Bank of Texas is proudly committed to partnering with you and your business through it all. The short-term hurdles, long-term growth, countless new directions, because when it comes to doing business, Community Bank of Texas simply delivers a better business experience. Community Bank of Texas is the foundation you can build your business on for decades to come. Community Bank of Texas, business banking, better banking, member FDIC, equal housing lender. All right, Ben Jackson. Who is Ben Jackson, man? How did you get started? Where'd you come from? You know, how long did you do magic as a hobby before it became a business? Why did you choose to make magic a business? You know, just tell us the whole story. John, you got a lot of questions there. I know. You you need to break it down, Slow me down. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I'll give you the backstory. I was about eight years old visiting some family friends in Kansas, and my dad's good buddy is a magic enthusiast. And after Thanksgiving Day dinner, we all gather around the dining room table, and he showed me some magic that night that absolutely blew me away. Because in that moment of space and time, John, there were no big boxes and no laser lights and no dancing girls. He did the most extraordinary of things with the most humble of objects. And I thought, yeah, that's it. That's what I want to do. I want to give people that same moment of ooh, ah, wonder and astonishment that I felt when I was eight years old. And that was that was the bug that bit that certainly spurred on my curiosity and my seemingly unquenchable thirst for knowledge in this this new art form of magic. But I, I kind of put magic down for a little bit. I picked it up, put it down. I, I then was kind of reintroduced to magic when I was about 13 years old. And of course, if you're a native Houstonian, which I am, I'm 34 years old. My wife and I live close to Garden Oaks area, part of town, just north of the 16 Loop. But when I was 13, I, I went to the Magic Island. And if you're a Houstonian, you may recall Magic Island. Uh, certainly, the building still exists. The operation closed down in the 2008 after Hurricane Ike. But if you're driving on Southwest Freeway 59, you can't help but miss the uh, giant sphinx head that is staring down at the <laughs> at the cars driving down the highway. And it was a magic-themed dinner theater where patrons would go and get the full gambit of the magic experience. They would see the close-up magic, the sleight-of-hand style of magic. They see the living room magician we call parlor magic. They would see the grand stage illusions. And my parents had uh, given me an opportunity uh, to meet with the entertainment director, a guy named Scott Hollinsworth. And it was such a big, exciting thing for me. Here I am, a little 13-year-old magic enthusiast, but you know, not taking things super seriously. I remember showing Scott some magic and and his comment to me was, uh, Ben, that's not any good. It's no good. Wow. Yeah. Kind of like, oh man, but it's my birthday. So you can't say that, right? <laughs> you know? I expected you to go the other way with that. No, he said, uh, man, my, my friend, I'm, I'm, if you're sincere about magic and it seems that you are, I would recommend a couple of books. Mark Wilson's Complete Course in Magic and The Royal Road to Card Magic. And and these are books that will teach you the fundamentals of the craft, not magic that relies on trinkets or props or things you buy from a magic kit, but the old school art of conjuring, the old school art of sleight of hand, misdirection, psychology, showmanship. And it's you have to take it very seriously. It's just like any other art or if you're a musician, it takes hours and hours and hours and of, of practice. So, But if you're serious, these are the books I'd recommend and we'll see you later. And I thought, wow, what a, what a 
a hole. Well, no, <laughs> <laughs> that's what you thought. Well, I thought, well, that's a that's a slice of humble pie right, right there. Right. Just got served, which is good. Oh, it's good. No, it's. I mean, it, I mean, it probably was the best thing that he he could have done for me. And then when I was fifteen, I was hanging out in my uh, lunchroom cafeteria, and I was seeing a guy who was in my geometry class doing magic, and I couldn't help but notice, hey, uh. Yeah, I'm not the most knowledgeable guy about magic, but man, I, I recognize some of the moves he's doing. And I remember approaching him after his little performance at the lunchroom and I said, hey man, that was a phenomenal Emsley count or that Hoffman pass was pretty good. I'm dropping code on him. He's like, oh, oh, so you're one of us. Yeah. You're part of the Magi, you know, whatever. And uh, and so that, you know, so his name was Andy and Andy and I became really good buddies and that kind of more of like an iron sharpens iron mentality of like, whoa, wow, he would share with me what he knew. I share with him what I knew. And we just wanted to be best that we could. And so I performed magic all throughout high school. I then went to Texas A&M University. I got my degree from Texas A&M in biomedical sciences. I was a chemistry minor. I was a business minor. I graduated in uh, December of 2009. And then uh, January 2010, that's when I started doing magic full time. Nice. So how did you facilitate that transition from hobby and enthusiast to actually being a business and why? Mm. Well, at first I wasn't sure that I wanted to do magic full time. It wasn't as though I woke up and I said, you know what? Magic. That's for me. I'm going to be, I'm going to do full time magic. I, I thought I did an internship doing pharmaceutical sales the summer before I graduated for Abbott Laboratories out in Dallas. And I was following around these pharmaceutical sales reps and talking to doctors. And I thought, well, great, this is this is right up my alley because I'm a personable person and I can kind of be your own business owner in a sense. You get to have your own personal relationship with these physicians and call on docs and 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 you know, it just I'm out, I'm mobile, I get to work my magic in the evening, and I just think this is probably gonna be the best thing for me. And then upon graduation, uh, you know, the economy was pretty sour in 2000, 2009, still recovering from 2008 crash. And so they weren't in a position to extend job offers. I thought I thought I was gonna be in the you know the perfect candidate to to be extended a full-time job offer. So I didn't have one. And I thought, well, you know, I, I, I thought, well, if there's ever a time in your life to really pursue something of this uh, nature, an entrepreneurial business nature, the time is now. I'm not married. I don't have any children. I don't have a mortgage payment. If you're going to make your business, not that it's the only time you can do it, but hey, why not? The only comfortable time. Yeah. I mean, seriously, gosh, you know, if, if you fail... It's only on you, man, you know? And so so I I was provided really kind of a softball from God, actually, when I when I graduated. I I remember sitting in my parents' house, moved back in with the folks just for a little bit and uh, trying to figure out what I was going to do next. And my mom came in with the mail and she said, hey, I got something from the mail. Look at this. And there was a flyer from the Houston Museum of Natural Science. And they were putting on an exhibit about magic. It was called Magic, the Science of Wonder. And I thought, wow, what's this about? And so I'm looking through the pamphlet and it talks about there'll be certainly artifacts from, from, from the old. There'll be magic workshops for adults who want to take magic classes. And I saw that the instructor for these magic classes is a guy named Dr. Richard Hatch. And he's a, the owner of H&R Magic Books. And I have known Richard from years of just being in the magic community. And I said, hey, Dr. Hatch, this is Ben Jackson. And I saw that you're going to be teaching some magic classes at the Houston Museum of Natural Science for this upcoming exhibit. Do you need a TA? Because I could help you out, you know. And I'm, and he said, well, Ben, you know, it's not up to me, but if you want to get involved with the exhibit, you might want to reach out to a guy named Scott Servine. He's the guest curator, lives in New Mexico. So I reached out to Scott and Scott said, well, Ben, I'm glad that you reached out to me because we're looking for magicians to perform inside the exhibit. So it's not just a magic garage sale. Here's some old props, an old box, some handcuffs, or an old saw that no one uses anymore. But we're going to do some live demonstrations. You'd be perfect for this. I had, I had at that time, I had uh, submitted, uh, I had performed at the Magic Castle out in Hollywood, California, and so I had some footage of my my act, and he reviewed it and gave me the green light. And so what I did was, you know, to to be more brief, it was that I would perform magic during the day at the museum. 
And that was a great showcase to hand out business cards to get the flight time. You hear a lot of performers talking about flight time, stage time. It's one thing to perform in front of your mirror at your house and fool yourself. But that only goes so far because as much as you want to practice, you will not know the right beats of misdirection. You won't have the patter or the showmanship or the one-liners. You won't gain any of that experience unless you're performing for other human beings in the real world. And I had that experience. Actually, just rewind the clocks back a little bit. After I had met my friend Andy in high school, I was about 16 now. I remember going out to lunch with my mom. And we were in the northwest part of Houston, a little Italian restaurant called Campione, still in existence. They're doing great. They're, they're privately independently owned Italian restaurant. And I remember sitting down at the table. And of course, I had a pack of cards on me because I was always practicing at that time. And my mom looked at me and she said, you know, Ben, it may behoove you that you branch out a little bit, that one day you practice not just in front of your mirror in your bedroom, but maybe you branch out and perform for other human beings in the real world, because I think that would give you the most experience as far as developing the other side of the craft. You should perform, I don't know, maybe in a place like, uh, well, like this. In fact, I think that's the owner right over there. Why don't you go show him some magic? And my mom kind of like, you know, like a, like a mother bird kicked me out of the nest and said like, go, go ahead and fly. Go ahead and yeah. try it. Go yeah. ahead and do it. So I walked up to this guy. I don't know from Adam. His name is Rick, Rick Mauser. And I said, hey, Rick, my name is Ben Jackson. I'm, I'm a aspiring young magician and I'd love to show you some magic. He goes, okay, well, hit me, man. Show me some magic. So I showed him some magic. He said, that was fantastic. Well, that was great. I said, Rick, you know, I would really, I'd like to ask you if I may be of service to you and serve as an extension of the hospitality of the restaurant by performing magic for your guests who are waiting for a table or maybe there's a mix-up in the kitchen and they need someone to cover and just kind of be that goodwill ambassador for the restaurant. Would it be possible if I come in and perform? And he said, yeah, sure. And so here I was, I'm 16 years old and I'm throwing myself behind the bar performing for strangers. And being the professional interrupter, you know, <laughs> being uh, walking up to people, introducing myself, trying to build rapport with them within five to ten seconds, and showing the magic, giving them a great time, making making sure they felt welcomed and appreciated, and and it, it just gave me so much experience that I really have to thank Rick and 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 Pam and the wonderful owners of Campione that uh, that really gave me that first I call it like yeah first big break. I mean. Even the even the the Beatles, I forgot where they they mentioned there was a town that the Beatles always referenced. They said if it weren't for that town, a place for us to be bad, then we wouldn't have been the Beatles. You know, having that flight time, having that stage time, having a chance to get rejected, to build some character, to get some tough skin, or to get busted. Hey, I saw that man. I saw that. Oh, well then, you know, you you just can't advance uh, without that. So. Anyway, so that pr certainly prepared me for then transitioning. You know, again, I perform magic all throughout high school, all throughout college. I would I'd be the host for Parents Weekend Variety Show. And, and when I got to the museum, I had all that experience underneath my belt. And at that point in time, I had won some major magic competitions. I had won first place at the World Magic Seminar in Las Vegas for sleight of hand. So I'd really practice and really refine my craft. But I would do the museum during the day. I would do some table hopping in the evening. It was a matter of handing out my business cards and and grinding it out, man. I mean, it, that's 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 the no. There's no shortcut to success. There's no overnight success. My my performance philosophy has is certainly very much in line with Steve Martin. Steve Martin has this wonderful quote that says, "Be so good, they can't ignore you." And man, that, I, I, love, I love that because it's so objective, it's so fair, it's just, you know, try to be the, the, the whole package. And, and that's really what I've always strived to do. And part of, the, part of the moniker for our business is more than magic, you know. Certainly, it's fun to do some great tricks for people and that they have their minds blown, but I feel like so much of what I do is it's theatrically driven. It's it's high energy. It's engaging people. It's elevating the atmosphere of the room, and especially when it comes to performing for corporations or for nonprofit organizations, uh, that they need to have their message woven in 
to either, you know, reemphasize their commitment to their donor base or to say thank you for their clients or to, to empower their employees. And so magic can be used as a visual metaphor in that regard. But yeah, so I guess that that, that was kind of the the stem that, that started it out of of branching out into these other aspects of my business of like, oh, hey, I, I got a corporate group. Hey, we got a sales meeting coming up and you'd be great for this. Or do you do any speaking engagements? Can you can you come talk to my people or can you can you do a program for us? And so, you know, that's a that's a about uh you know 10 years or so kind of condensed down to where the the genesis of the business started was just working and handing out business cards and and you know just serving people the best that I could every every single event. That's definitely, I mean, that's the type of show that we met you on was, you know, obviously one of our awesome partners, Klein, uh, Integrated Wealth, you know, they uh, had a nice little party. They had you there and your show, it was awesome because it was such a combination of spreading the word of Klein and how they do business, as well as a nice little comedy show that was clean humor, family friendly, but still funny. Oh yeah. Because oh, yeah. that doesn't happen all the time. Yeah, I know. I, I, I love, I, I, people are, uh, people are quick to notice that. They say, you know what? It's so hard to experience program now that's free of blue material, suggestive jokes, innuendos, profanity, and I love, I love to serve people in that way. I mean, you know, one of my favorite comedians of all time is Jerry Seinfeld. I remember playing his old his album. I'm telling you for the last time, playing it in the in my car and hearing my dad laugh laugh so loudly. But it was. Those are fond memories of us as a family listening to something that was polished and clean and it was funny and observational. And I thought, man, that you could work anywhere. You know, no one has ever walked out of a show that was too clean. Right. And I so much appreciate Johnny Carson's approach too. I remember years, uh, well, many, many years ago, I, I saw a um, TV clip of uh, a news anchor interviewing Johnny Carson saying, you know, Johnny, uh, you never get political. You never take a hard stance on the issues of today. And where why can't we why can't you tell us Johnny why how you really think and his answer was well gosh i didn't know that was my job mm. i thought my job was just to entertain my audience and to be a positive uplifting fun break from the rest of the world and that has always been my approach some people say well gosh you're not very artistic why don't you use your platform your your program as a as a pulpit to tell people how you really feel and i go gosh don't they get that everywhere else mhm can't they just come back and sit down and relax and enjoy the program and so that's certainly one of our uh, motivating factors is to always adhere to that now certainly if if a client requests that i customize a message and that would resonate with their people in a fun, positive, meaningful, memorable way. Happy to do that. But yeah. No, it was awesome. And then on top of it, with all those other things, there was just kind of like you said, whenever you, you first saw those very first magic tricks that drew you in, it was mind blowing stuff where knowing, knowing that, I mean, I'm a full believer in magic because I can't figure out <laughs> where the trick is. I have no idea. Like I've watched and I'm looking for it and it's still, it's hard to see, you know, you truly are a master of the craft. I mean, it's, you're always on everywhere you go. You're always talking like a magician. You're performing at all times while being a genuine guy. But yeah, it's just really cool to see that where you really can tell you've dedicated yourself to it, you know, and the show is, it's a phenomenal show. It's definitely something I want to, I kind of want to toot your horn on that of if you're having a business party and you want something to change that up, call you. If you're a 501c3 and you want to thank your donors, call Ben Jackson. If you just want to go out with the wife or the husband for the night and you want to go see a nice show, then book one of his shows. And I'm telling you right now, get that front row seat and be involved in the show <laughs> yeah. because it is killer how much involvement. And I, I may be biased in that, but I love that that involvement of the crowd. And I know my wife, she'll be dragging me to the back. Nuh -uh, I don't want to be called out. I don't want to be up front. I don't want to be on stage. I like the involvement. I think it's cool how you get everybody involved. And then it just adds to that. How do you come up with this, you know, seven, eight digit number at the end of the show oh, yeah. that you wrote down prior, right. you know, all this stuff that you have, how do you do it? And it's just so crazy to, to kind of see that in action. So how did, you know, whenever we talk about a stand up comedian or we talk about a magician or any type of performing art, 
honestly, I think a lot of people look down on it, you know, disparagingly. And they're like, well, how can that, that's not really a business, right? You know, the, the jokes for comedians is like, yeah, like in your instance, I went to college, got all these degrees, and then I started doing magic. And it's like, oh, wow, your parents must be so proud, you know, <laughs> but how did you turn that into such a successful business? How is it like a business? Well, it's like a business because so much of our time is every business has needs. So I'll give you an example. I remember talking to one of my early business mentors and still a near and dear friend to this day. His name is David Hira, lives out in now lives in Costa Rica. But but David, I remember as I was spending time with him, he he flicked on a light switch in my mind. He said, You know, Ben, I need to tell you something that nobody needs a magician. I said, Whoa, can you uh can you say that again? <laughs> he goes, Yeah, nobody needs a magician. I go, well, man, if that's the truth, then that's not good for me, is it? He goes, no, well, no, let me, let me finish. If I'm hosting a cocktail party, what do I really need? I need some, something that's going to engage with my guests. I want my guests walking in, generating buzz and excitement. I need distant groups of people who don't know each other to connect in a fun, meaningful way. I need them to be excited that they're here. I want them to feel welcome and I want them to feel like they are part of uh, something very special. And you know what can check all those boxes is your magic. Because you can be that polite, professional, goodwill ambassador who's going to make sure guests feel welcome. You can leave them with a fun shared experience and you can draw people in and get them buzzing. And that's what people want. Or, for example, Ben, at a trade show, what do companies really need at the trade show? Well, they need to generate traffic to their booth. They need all the attendees at that trade show to walk away knowing the ABC company. And what does the ABC company do? And they do this, this, and this better than anybody else. They need bodies. They need people to, potential customers that, that can approach their booth. That Now they can facilitate conversations and they can qualify leads. That's what they need. Probably the last thing they thought about was hiring a magician. But that's what I do. I mean, certainly in, the, in those circumstances, I will become a part of the organization. The best compliment that I often receive when I work at a company's trade show booth is they say, an attendee will walk up to me and say, well, how long have you been with the ABC company? Oh, well, maybe about uh, three hours. <laughs> you know, and they're, they're convinced that I'm an employee because of my knowledge base. So when I'm doing things like this, I, I take a deep dive into a company's history, products and services that they that they offer, and and the value that they provide to clients. And, and so my job is, is exactly what they need. They need a big crowd. They want visibility and they need to generate leads. And so that's my role is that the magic will draw them in. The magic is used as a visual metaphor to talk about the products and services that they offer. And, and that way they won't forget. I mean, how effective is a bowl of candy? It's not. No one's going to remember that, but they're going to remember how they felt and they're going to remember just, just the fun interaction with the, with the uh, employees of that organization. And so, so I, I think finding more, yeah, it's not just finding the three of clubs. If you, if you can extrapolate that out to what's the actual business value or even just you know retaining employees. I, I can't imagine the astronomical cost it is to retrain someone within an organization. And especially some of these holiday parties that, you know, certainly I work a number of them, but I'm thankfully busy throughout the year, is that oftentimes even the 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 the, the spouse of the person that works for the organization, they, they don't feel necessarily the same level of appreciation because you know, their husband or their wife is working for this organization and, you know, work takes up a big chunk of our life. So that when people come to these events that they feel appreciated and they, and they feel welcomed. And, and I think, yeah, so much of what I do, it can really be boiled down into connecting a company to their people in a fun, positive, meaningful, memorable way. It's not just doing a trick that fools you. But that's why I think companies hire me again and again and again, because we know that Ben's going to be polite and professional. He's going to show up on time, but he really is going to accomplish our business objective. And that's thanking our clients for their unwavering commitment to our business. That's for generating traffic to our trade show booth. That's for raising the energy in the room to make sure that when we ask for that donation, man, we have people who are emotionally connected, they're invested, and, and that 
that produces a big yield for us, a big return for us. So, you know, it's not just I walk in, I do a trick and I leave. It has to be I'm a partner with a company to get their job done. And I think that's something that's overlooked so much with performing arts is that there's so much behind the scenes. I mean, as the owner of an event company, for instance, you know, people call all the time and we give them a quote and we're not the cheapest DJ in town. We're not the cheapest photo booth in town, but we're quality and we're underpriced for the service we give and the quality we give, which is, you know, of course, everybody kind of has that argument in their head, but really we go above and beyond for that client. And there's so much work behind the scenes that you don't see, you know? So, I mean, I know you told me your wife does a lot of the business stuff for you and handles that. And so I know that there's basically doing the job of a booking agent and then keeping up with the finances and then making sure that you're scheduled where you need to be, sure. where you need to go, all of those things. And like you said, just preparing for that show so that you are a well-oiled machine when you're talking about it and you don't sound like you're reading a script or you don't sound like <laughs> yeah. uh, you have no idea what you're talking about. I mean, there's so much that goes behind that one hour or two hour show. Right. And then they just think, well, you get paid to go up on stage and do a couple tricks for an hour. Oh yeah. That's the thing too. When people talk about time, they're like, well, it's, you know, exactly. Same thing. If I make a proposal for somebody and they're like, well, it's just an hour. It's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. That's like talking to a surgeon. And saying, oh, the surgery only took 15 minutes. Right. It's like, no, no, no. It's the value that I'm bringing to that 15 minutes. It's the decades of study and <laughs> of, of doing the craft so that I can excel and over-deliver in that 15 minutes. So that 15 minutes isn't just 15 minutes. It's, it's, a, it's a lifetime. I remember there's a great little story about Picasso. He was... Uh, I remember someone had approached Picasso at a restaurant, recognized him and said, oh my gosh, Picasso, can you, can you uh, draw me a picture? He said, sure. And he took out a cocktail napkin, took a pen, and he did a little sketch. And he handed it over to this recipient and said, uh, that'll be $10,000. 10000 What are you nuts? $10,000? That, that took you five minutes. He said, no, sir. That took me a lifetime. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's not, not that we need to be egocentric or, 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 or hoity-toity, or, 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 but we have to know, I think, as business owners, the value that we bring to the table and knowing that we are certainly customer-minded and we want to help them achieve their business objectives. And, and so, yeah, it's, it, it, is, it is certainly a blessing to, for, for, my, for, for my situation to partner with my wife. I know that may not work with every, every couple. That may not work with everybody. But my wife and I, as you were alluding to earlier, if, hey, there's a couple out there that wants to go see a show, for the past six years, I've been producing alongside with my wife a one-man magic show. It's called Magic Music and Mayhem. And currently, we have a residency at the Four Seasons Hotel right in the heart of downtown Houston. And it is a wild ride of fun. <laughs> we, are, we are currently the number one ranked show on TripAdvisor in the city of Houston. And it's a 90-minute show inside one of the very cozy rooms uh, at the Four Seasons. And it's a sophisticated night out on the town, the sleight of hand, theatrical mind reading. There's a dress code, a cocktail attire. It's a fancy date night for adults and, and people who have seen it all. You know, my job is always to impress the hard to impress. And we have the time of our lives doing this show. It's, it's really fun because each audience is capped about 50 people. So when people see magic, oftentimes it's always on some Las Vegas showroom. You're, you know, maybe in a room of a thousand, two thousand people, or they see it on television, but nothing, nothing can beat the real world interaction of seeing magic with your own eyes. Because when something flies in the face of experience and you're inches away from it, oh, that is such a powerful, powerful tool. You know, one of the things that I just, I just love about magic is that it really lies at the intersection of art, engineering, science, and design. All of those things go into building an effect. You know, it's funny in, in the sense that when most people come across a situation where they can't solve, oh, I, don't, I don't know the answer to this problem. It's impossible. I can't do this. That's where they stop. However, that's where the magician starts. We start with the impossible. Wouldn't it be amazing if, and we work backwards. 
And there's so much thought and creativity and, 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 and technique that go into the construction of new routines and, and building a show with a strong beginning, middle, and end that people say, oh, gosh, you know, how, how can you keep be, be excited to do the, the same show or you're doing do do a lot of the same tricks over and over? It doesn't get tiring. No, because number one, uh, the world of magic is so varied. And there's so much that goes into it, so much thought. It keeps me wearing many hats, which is really fun. But also going back to that service to people is when people come down to the Four Seasons and they see our show, there's a world of difference when people are there intentionally to see you. You know, if I'm performing at a corporate event, that audience didn't ask to see me. I was hired from the event organizer or the, uh, the CEO who saw me someplace else and said, Ben, we need you for this event. And I'm, it's my job to build rapport with that group instantaneously, warm them up, get them on my side, and we're going to have a great time together. But when people come to see you, they're spending their hard-earned money and they're making the babysitter arrangements and they're fighting downtown Houston traffic and they're getting to your show on time. And if that doesn't light a fire underneath you to give the absolute best that you could possibly give somebody, maybe you should consider doing something else. <laughs> that's how I feel about it. And, right. and you know, that is, that's the greatest gift. And I remind my audience is that the greatest gift you can give somebody is your time. Time is a finite resource. We only have so much of it. And the fact that you could have been anywhere tonight, Hobby Center, Jones Hall, Wortham, the Wortham Center, the Stages Repertory Theater, you were here with me. And that goes a long way. I mean, when, when people are walking into the, into the showroom that night, I am there shaking everybody's hand. Welcome into the show. And people do a double take. You know, they, they look at the banner outside the room. They look at the guy who's green and they go, wait, what? Oh, you're the guy. Yeah. You're the guy. Not just waiting in the wings to come out. Yeah. It's like, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a guy. But you're the guy who came tonight and I'm so thankful that you did. And, and, and it's really... You know, it's a small operation at the hotel. Like I said, it's just me and my wife. My wife will check people in. And when the moment the show starts, it's just me on stage. There's no backstage assistants. There's no camera operators. There's no there's no lighting guy or sound guy. It's just me and 50 people. And we walk out of that room buzzing. And now we're the closest of friends. So, you know, I love to give my absolute best to my audiences and, and give them what I consider that this show to be Magic Music Mayhem, my greatest hits. You know, it's it's a combination of theatrical sleight of hand and mind reading. And I play the piano in the show and really get to just have fun with people. And uh, it's what's so nice is that people will come back again and again and again. And, and when they, oh, we got, we got our aunts and uncles are in town. We got our families in town. And I, I, I ask people, it's like, you know, guys, why do you come back? You know, you've seen the show before. But their response is always, yeah, but but we just love spending time with you. And when it gets to the point where we appreciate you, the personality, you, the the showman, and we don't really care what you, you could be tying your shoes on stage for all we care, and we would have the time of our lives. That, that that's so that's so nice for people to 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 say that. And knowing that we also appreciate Ben, this is a safe place. For our guests, that we could have our 15-year-old daughter, we could have our 85-year-old grandpa in here, and we're going to just going to have a great time. And we know that there's nothing that's going to happen that will be off color or blue or profane, and we so value that. And so it really has been – that's a, a great project that my, my wife and I have built over the years. It happens once a month, usually the last weekend of every month, a Friday and Saturday night, two shows per night, 7 p.m. and 9 p.m. showtime. And all of our tickets information are on my website, benjacksonmagic.com. But yeah, we have no, uh, you know, no, no sense of slowing down and we, uh, we really enjoy doing it. Yeah. That sounds exciting. So, I mean, is it the same exact show every time or do, you know, does anything change? Oh, sure. I mean, when I, when I develop new material, I'll substitute things in, but yeah, just, just like any other performing act, it does take time to develop new material because you say, you know, you've polished and refined a program over decades. I mean, like I said, there's no exaggeration. 90 minutes, an hour and a half, no intermission, nonstop. You're going to have the time of your life when you come. And it's the most, it's the material that I'm most proud of. So in order to put in something new, what do I have to do? I have to take something out. 
And whatever I put in has to be at least as strong, if not stronger. And so it just takes it takes some time. But what's so great is that while doing the show at the hotel is certainly a portion of our business and it, and it generates outside work because I have to educate people. At the end, I'm sure a lot of business owners, they can relate that perhaps when a, a customer sees you in a certain light, that's the only way that they see you. And they may not know the various other ways that you could be of service to that person. So I have to tell people, well, guys, I'm not just the magician who performs inside of a hotel, that you can hire me outside these walls for your corporate event, your private party. It's sometimes really funny when people walk up to me afterwards and or, or as they're walking into the theater and they shake my hand, they go, oh, man, saw the reviews. We're so glad you came to Houston. <laughs> And I go, man, I live here, bro. Right. I live here. It's my town. I, I live here. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're like, oh, I had no idea. But but letting people know to be uh, to be very clear. But it's a great it's a great sales funnel for the, the, maybe people who've come to the show, they were a guest or, hey, it was a big party. I want to go out and see the show. And, and But now they, they get an experience of, of what you can bring. And that will fuel other parts of our business, the private and corporate work and so it's been great. It's been really, really fun. And we, uh, we've really enjoyed the partnership with the Four Seasons. They uh, certainly have an unwavering commitment to bringing people the great hospitality, great experience there, and, and some fun things that we have to offer our guests. If you come to the show and you valet your vehicle, you can hand in your val valet stub to the bartender, and you buy a drink, then you'll get your parking for free, which is fantastic. And you know their new signature restaurant, Toro Toro, is opening up here in Houston, and there's usually a dining credit that if you show tickets, that you're gonna you'll, you'll get a little discount, which is really nice. But it's just a wonderful, uh, wonderful performance environment. We really enjoy our partnership with them. That parking's no joke. That's probably like a thirty-five ninety-nine value. I'm telling you, it's uh, yes. Buy so, you a ten-dollar drink, and you just got forty dollars in parking for free. I'm telling you. I don't want to know, you know, while we're recording this, of course, the World Series is going on. And I, I can't imagine how much parking is down there right now. Oof. It's got to be insane. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. Man, well, that, I mean, all of that sounds amazing. I can't wait to make your show one night. I definitely have to go see it. So I'm going to have to find me a babysitter if any listeners have uh, connections for a babysitter. I got three kids I need babysat for a little bit. So I can take the old lady out and we can have our date night. You know, we don't get out very often. We're, <laughs> we're parents. So... Anything else you want to share? Anything else you want to get across? I mean, definitely plug everything. Plug your business, how we find you, how we support you. Are you on social media? All sure, that. sure. Yeah, you can find me on benjacksonmagic.com. That's the one-stop shop that will certainly go over all the things that I have to offer folks, whether it's a corporate event, private party. You need a host, a master of ceremonies, just that friendly face who's going to be the facilitator of the fun that night. I do that certainly a lot. If you want to find tickets for our the one-man show, Magic Music and Mayhem, you can find tickets on our website too. And other than that, I mean, I'll tell you, you know, I know you're, you certainly harp on a lot. Why, why do you do what you do? For sure. You know, and I, I actually have a, a signature keynote address that I give to organizations that um, if they ask me to speak about, hey, Ben, your life in magic and what's that like? And I have a talk called Shifting from Passion to Purpose, and it breaks down my early accomplishments in my career by going on, you know, by winning first place at the World Magic Seminar in Las Vegas or going on NBC's Today Show. I got invited by David Copperfield to come and perform alongside him for Matt Lauer and Savannah Guthrie. And that was an amazing experience. Or working on the set of the movie Sin City, A Dame to Kill For with Robert Rodriguez and being the hand double for the actor Joseph Gordon-Levitt or going on Candid Camera. And a lot of those early accomplishments in my career, I would argue to say were fueled predominantly on passion alone. I thought, well, you know, I just really love magic and I think I can make a career doing magic and then and, and look what I've accomplished over this short time. But John, what I've realized is that passion is a fickle thing. Passion comes and goes. It's not sufficient to sustain you over the long haul of your career, whatever you choose to do. I found that you have to have a purpose in your work. You have to know why you do what you do. And that purpose will be the replenishing solid ground that will reinforce you to keep you going. I'll, I'll end with a little story. I was about 2017, I got a phone call from a guy named John Spomer, who was the managing director at 
La Contera Resort and Spa in San Antonio, Texas. And John gave me a call because I'd done a number of events when he was working at the Driscoll Hotel in Austin. And he would call me for corporate stuff or a little VIP reception he was hosting at the hotel, wanted to get some entertainment. So, but he called me, he said, hey, hey, Ben, I got a family who's staying here at the hotel and their son really likes magic. And I thought right there on the phone, nope, no way. John, I am not driving three and a half hours one way to do a kid's show. I don't even do magic for kids. <laughs> not there's anything wrong with that. Just not my skill set. Not what I want to do. And before I could decline the invitation, he said to me, you know, Ben, just so you know, their son is 11 years old. His name is Kobe. And he has terminal brain cancer. It would mean the world to this family if you could spend some time with their son and give them an experience they'll never forget. Are you interested? I'm on the way. <laughs> yeah. And I, uh, man, I stood there with a cell phone in hand and really stunned in silence and said, yeah, John, we'll be there. So my wife and I, we packed our bags and we headed out to San Antonio and made arrangements with the hotel to make this a genuine surprise for Kobe. I was going to knock on the door, pretending to be room service and walk in with a big bag of tricks and a smile on my face. And man, an hour before the show, as I was preparing in my hotel room, I began to weep. I mean, absolutely heartbroken for this family and for their son, whose time was limited. I made the resolution right there, man, to give my absolute best for Kobe. You know, nothing held back. When you become a professional magician, as uh, most of you listeners will, you'll, uh, <laughs> you'll realize there's a different, there's a whole spectrum of reaction. People watch your magic. Some people are very vocal, they're very loud, and wow, that was amazing there, and they want to show you. Other folks are very internal. They say nothing out loud. They keep it all on the inside. And we call these people engineers, right? But, uh, but not Kobe. <laughs> you know, Kobe would let out barbaric yelps of excitement. He was the most enthusiastic audience member I've ever performed for. And during the program, which was only for five people, mom, dad, Kobe, brother, sister, he would grab my arm, look me right in the eye and say, you are a real magician. Mm. And my friend, up until that point, I never felt like one. I felt like I was just a guy who knew some clever things, and that's it. But I realized that my moment in that time was to give that, it wasn't just about card tricks. It was to give that family a moment of reprieve and to cherish the time they had with their son more sweetly. And I found purpose in my work. And I said, well, if I can find purpose in my work here, I'm sure I could put that lens of purpose first over all my work. And that will keep you going. So as far as why you do what you do, is it to connect people back to the company? Is it to help an organization do their noble work? Is it to live, uh, give lasting memories for folks? Oh yeah. And more, whatever that may be. It's not just about, I know, do, I know how to do a trick. It's about connecting people. Magic is the most, is a very beautiful form of communication and connecting people in a fun, positive way. So there you go. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have anything to top that. You know, there's nothing I can add to that except to say that that's what the Beef Podcast wants to bring out. Because so many companies, the genuine companies, they have really good stories like that. Because it seems like the ones who really are doing extremely well, they've got those rock stars that have had some sort of happening that gives them a strong why. And that's exactly, it's been such a pleasure having you on the show because that's exactly what we want to hear. That kind of stuff of like, no, it's not just, yeah, sure, it's nice. It pays the bills. You know, I live in a decent home and and I don't have to worry about things. Right. And we're lucky. We're American and we're, you know, we're so set and we're so safe. But at the same time, we know that there's a greater purpose for it than just making money, paying bills, doing that kind of thing. So those stories are amazing. And what a pleasure it has been to have you on the show and to hear something like that. And uh, man, we just can't thank you enough for being here. Oh, well, hey, I, I appreciate the invitation to come on out and share a conversation. So it's been my pleasure. That's it, folks. Go out there, support them. Hit up the website, hit up the social media accounts, have them at your events. Ben Jackson, More Than Magic. Beefy marketing family, how are you? My name is Ben Jackson, Houston magician, coming at you live, up close and personal. Whoa, whoa, a little close back it up a little bit. I'm so excited to be joining this week's episode of the Beef Podcast with my buddy John the Marketer talking all things magic. 
and especially talking about my monthly magic show, Magic Music and Mayhem, which is hosted exclusively at the Four Seasons Hotel downtown Houston. My wife and I have been producing this little show, just the two of us, for six years, and we are so excited to tell you that we are currently ranked as the number one show in Houston on TripAdvisor. High five, go team, we're pumped. I want you to come see the show. What can you expect? Well, it's 90 minutes of my best magic, sleight of hand, theatrical mind reading, and fireballs. Don't miss out on the fireballs. A lot of audience interaction with the guests. I also play the piano in the show, so if you love playing the piano, this is a show for you. I may be able to play your favorite song that night, and I may not, because I'm not that good. Keep in mind, though, we're going to have fun, all right? So bring your spouse, bring a date, or anyone that you've ever met, because we would love to have them there. Also, the more you drink, the better the show is. Drinks are allowed in the showroom, but tomahawk steaks are not. Come earlier though, you can have dinner at Toro Toro, their signature restaurant inside the hotel, and then come see the show. Dinner or show, can't beat that. You may be asking yourself, okay Ben, how do I get tickets? <laughs> Great question. Go to my website, benjacksonlive.com. When you do, you can scroll through and you can read about the show, you can watch a promotional video, you can read some of the reviews for yourself. It's all one-stop shop. At the very bottom, you can make dinner reservations or an overnight stay. At the very top of the page though, click on that buy tickets button. Now here's my beefy marketing insider tip. There are some shows in which the tickets are not yet on sale. Don't let that stop you. Go ahead and find the date and time of your choosing, click on the button. When you do, you'll see it says registration not yet open. But if you look more closely, it will tell you exactly when the tickets will be released. And it says, be the first to know when it's live. If you leave us an email address, that way you don't have to remember when tickets go live, you'll be emailed the moment the gate has been lifted. That way you can secure some seats of the date and time of your choosing. Our upcoming dates, January 28th and 29th, Valentine's Day weekend, February 11th and 12th, and February 25th and 26th. That's it. That's all I want to say. Thanks for coming and listening to the show. My friends at the Beefy Podcast are doing some fantastic stuff. Thanks for letting me be a part of the program. And hopefully, we'll see you at the show sometime soon. You've been listening to The Beef Podcast, sponsored by Community Bank of Texas, an FDIC member and equal housing lender. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. For more small business stories, follow Beefy Marketing on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. To share your story, visit us at beefymarketing.com. Till next time, thanks for listening to The Beef.